a young perspective on hot-button issues around the world. This is The Hub. Hello and welcome to The Hub. I'm Wang Guan in Beijing. Guatemala is the most populous country in Central America, has for decades opted for its so-called diplomatic relations with Taipei. Some see the inauguration of its newly elected president, Bernardo Alevlo, as an inflection point for Guatemala to consider the question of whether Beijing or Taipei. What is the reality on the ground? With the recent re-establishment of diplomatic relations between China and Nauru, could a diplomatic shift be expected in Guatemala? To discuss all these questions and beyond, I'm joined by a first-hand observer of China-Guatemala relations who visited China several times since the 1990s and led the Guatemalan delegation to the Shanghai World Expo back in 2010. Let's meet Pedro Bonario, president of the China-Guatemala Chamber of Cooperation and Commerce. Pedro, it's so good to have you with us. Um, to be honest with you, you're the first Guatemalan ever been interviewed on our program on the hub on CGTN. Of course, officially, we do not have a diplomatic relations. Um, Guatemala currently does not recognize China, but we do have this very significant trade and investment relations. Maybe you can first start by telling us a bit about this, the significance, the size of our bilateral economic relations. Guatemala and China uh, has been growing in our trade and economic ties uh, probably in the last uh, 20 years. Basically, after the Expo Shanghai 2010 and after the uh, um, Olympic Games, Guatemala see China in other fields as sports, economic uh, development of China has been uh, nice uh, for all the Guatemala people to see. In 2022, the bilateral trade amounted to 4.94 billion U.S. dollars, reflecting a very significant year-on-year -year growth that is 13%. How do you see our bilateral trade to grow further? It's reasonable to think and predict that um, in an optimistic growth due to the positive momentum of China and Guatemala, um, the exchange between both countries will continue to grow ex exponentially, like it has been uh, growing after the pandemic. Uh, this, of course, uh, is going to depend on the reinforcing of uh, strategic agreements, diversifying products and services. Uh, basically, Guatemala is a supplier of diverse commodities, and uh, China is a leading supplier of uh, technology and uh, countless of goods. Um, it is important to know that China is right now recognized worldwide for manufacturing high-quality products. It's not only the made in China, now it's uh, high-quality products made in China. Currently, we do not have this diplomatic relations. Can you maybe talk a little bit about um, the difficulties, the challenges that the chamber that you're leading is facing when there are no official diplomatic relations? How, through which departments and ministries um, do you help facilitate trade? Um, how do you hope trade and access to be further enhanced? We have been working for more than 20 years to develop uh, economic ties and uh, to exchange um, cooperation. Uh, for almost 20 years, we have focused on fostering business to business relationships facilitating trade missions, engaging di dialogues to promote mutual exchange, understanding, cooperation. Despite the, the absence of formal relations, we organize trade fairs 
uh, to cultivate connections, these kind of things uh, support and cooperate uh, in between both countries. We make also educational programs, seminars, had a lot of, of participants. Many people from, from the, uh, Central America also travel to Guatemala because Guatemala is the, the most uh, powerful uh, economy of, of Central America. Uh, we make also um, connections in between professionals of different sectors and these kind of things uh, support more and more uh, cooperation in the future. Basically, something that uh, was very nice for, for China and Guatemala was the World Expo Shanghai 2010. Uh, regardless, the not diplomatic relationship was an historic moment for, for Guatemala. Uh, more than 73 million people, uh, visitors, were in the Expo Shanghai 2010. Uh, 3.5 uh, 3.5, 3.6 million people visited our pavilion during six months of, of this uh, exhibition. And uh, of course, uh, it strengthened Guatemala and Chinese uh, friendship ties. Also, we participate in, in uh, Expo Beijing in 2019 before uh, the pandemic. And um, things important like the participation of Guatemala, China, China, China Chamber of Commerce in APEC 2014. That was an historic moment also. How do you look at China's uh, opportunity as a as a marketplace uh, with 1.4 billion population and some 500 million people moving potentially moving into the middle class, uh, you know, projected in the next few years? Um, does that present a huge opportunity for for Guatemala, for the organization, for companies that you represent at the chamber? Yes, of course. Uh, it's well known that uh, China development is uh, growing so fast. And uh, you make bridge, you make investments in worldwide. That's why Guatemala needs to improve and make uh, not only agricultural products. China has a lot of opportunities. The middle class, as you say, is uh, growing so fast, and uh, that's a lot of opportunity. We see when we face that in, in Expo Shanghai, we face that there are products from Guatemala in uh, coffee, chocolate, uh, sugar, and uh, added value products. I think Guatemala need to export to China added value products, products uh, of uh, high value, not only uh, commodities and uh, raw materials. Something we have to do is to export more products to, to China, to make more, um, to participate more in the opportunities that uh, China give us, uh, like, like the exports first in, in, in China. And Guatemala has to visit uh, and um, explore more, more communications, more visits. It's essential to cultivate connections through the strategic and uh, equitable agreements seeking for new opportunities, ensuring the sustainable uh, increase of becoming genuine partners. I think there's a lot of opportunities, but Guatemala and China need to, to go in the same road. Talking about going to the same route, um, many are interested in whether or not you think there can be this domino effect, uh, whereby a, a number of Central American countries have shifted their diplomatic relations from Taipei to Beijing. The current administration of Guatemala, the expressed interest in strengthening relations with China. But do you think um, 
we might expect some breakthrough in diplomatic relations during his term? Okay, this is a difficult uh, question, and uh, we have to to be very careful. But Guatemala is a country with a very special uh, peculiarity, and uh, this makes China and Guatemala ties historically different from the relation between China and most countries in the world, you know, including great powers. The relation has to go on to different stage and to a complex uh, process. Today, China growth uh, development and importance in the context of nations is undeniable. Both nations must be clear that the mutual respect and uh, is vital, is vital, and um, is each one has the special value for their particularities and uh, has to honor the freedom to choose their own path to develop is essential. I think uh, that's that's a clue. Uh, each country has to to go more deep in deep relation and uh, to exchange more information. And I think um, most countries, as, as you as you told, are um, right now with, with with China. Guatemala has to go more deep in in the in the development of of more relationships, cooperation, support, more real, and uh, also something that will be very. Um, specific and good for Guatemala products is that Guatemala can start exporting products. Most of our, our association companies, associates, uh, ask for us, can I export to China? And uh, sometimes it's the the, um, the taxes that are higher to export to, to China than other countries that has the diplomatic relationship, for example. Like, for example, Panama, um, El Salvador? For example, uh, the shrimps. Shrimps of uh, Guatemala are very nice, but we yes. we not, not export right now to to China. Chinese market mostly we buy shrimps from Chile, Peru, um, uh, America. Peru, Ecuador, 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 Ecuador. Another, another associate of our country export, for example, bananas, and uh, they ask for us if we can do something to explore more the the banana uh, market in in China, and uh, that it makes uh, sense if we have a better relation to export more bananas, for example, to, to China, or shrimps, or coffee. I think a, a good uh, moment is to make more uh, exhibitions, expositions. We have done in the past uh, more than seven uh, exhibitions in Guatemala. The Guatemala Chinese Chamber of Commerce have been uh, working to promote and exchange uh, to protect our, our Guatemala citizens, our Guatemala um, companies, uh, because sometimes they want to buy from China, but they don't know. And, and that's that's a way to, to make better the business between both countries. Yeah, for example, currently, if uh, you are a Guatemalan business person or a student or a, a traveler who wanted to do business or to study or to visit China, um, how can you do it? Do you have to go to another country nearby to to get the visa? We try to to help the 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 people from Guatemala, and uh, don't give us an obstacle. We try to persuade them to visit, uh, to wait to the time it it has to to wait for for the visa. Also, we try that the people knows more about the the opportunities of of traveling, and um, of course. Um, 
people that is the first time to travel to China, we give us a, a briefing, how they have visited China, the importance of, of the language, the cultural things. Uh, so the experience, the people from Guatemala uh, go to, to China is uh, from the Guatemala Chinese Chamber of Commerce. Uh, we also give uh, information to the people. It doesn't matter if they are not member of the chamber. We we face a like a house where the people can came. We explain them how to visit China, how to make business. We have the, the Guatemala, China Sports Cultural um, and Technical Association. And with this uh, association, we make more closer ties in different fields. Not only the business, because business is one field. The cultural Guatemala and China has more than uh, uh, 5,000 years history. Uh, Guatemala, the Maya culture, uh, 3,000 years ago. So we are uh, basically one of and two China, Guatemala, of the civilizations that founded the world. That's that give us a, a different perspective from all the countries in, in, in the world. And that's something we must uh, be clear to develop because this history is only from, from a few countries in the world. And that's something we have to go deep. What are some of the other priority, priority items that you have in mind in exporting to the Chinese market? As you have expressed many times during this interview that you wanted to have more Guatemala uh, companies and businesses to engage the, the Chinese markets. Something very important for Guatemala is to the export of services. I think uh, China has done a nice job exporting services, platforms, and um, diversity of products. Uh, I, I am really uh, surprised each each one each two months, three months. I travel to China and see different products, different ways of making business. Uh, the pandemic, for example, was a opportunity for China. We make also, we, we make three, three um, um, first trade first by, by, by the computer with China. And we need to export our products, our services. Uh, many people from Guatemala travel to, to United States to live there because they need uh, employment and, uh, we need to make factories here in Guatemala to, to make uh, new jobs and better jobs. That's that's something that could be um, good for, for both countries. We all enter this world with a universal greeting. <laughs> we then learn to speak. Though our languages, cultures, and traditions may differ, we still share one thing in common. We have hope for humanity and the world. General Railway Company Deutsche Hear the difference. Join our global network to connect with the world. The Beijing Hour. Roundtable. Headline News. World Today. Footprints. Deep Dive. Takeaway Chinese. The Chap Lounge. Sideline Story. Climate Watch. I would like to wish you Happy Chinese Happy New Chinese Year. Happy Chinese New Year. Happy Chinese New Year. Happy Chinese New Year. 
Hi there, I'm your host Wang Zihang. Dou Hongyu. This is Tian Yu. This is Zhou Fang with the Beijing Hour for the Year of the Chinese Dragon. 祝大家龙年大吉，诸事顺意。May you soar to new heights and achieve great success in your career. I wish you the grace of startled swan and the wandering dragon in 2024. Hello, guys. I'm your host Tian Lu with the headline news. May your path be illuminated by the dragon's courage and mighty strength. What's up, everybody? It's Yu Xuan from Roundtable. Hi, guys. This is Li Yi. Xing Yu. With Roundtable for the Year of the Chinese Dragon. I wish you a new year filled with strength, good health, prosperity, vitality, joy, success, and exciting adventures. Heyang, 祝您在新的一年里 be great and unstoppable as a dragon soaring through the oceans. This is Niu Honglin from Roundtable and Takeaway Chinese. I wish you a vibrant and energetic start to this great year of the Long Happy Year of the Dragon. Hey, this is Ding Han. Good Anna. This is Zhao Ying. This is Xu Yawen with World Today. Wishing you success in everything you do in the Year of the Dragon. May you have good fortune, wisdom, strength, endless moments of bliss, great success, and a bright future. Hello, guys. This is Brandon Yates. This is Yang Guang with the sideline story. As we usher in the Year of the Chinese Dragon, I would like to wish you a happy, healthy, and prosperous year ahead. Hey there, it's Yu Shen from Footprints. May your days be adorned with joy, prosperity, and good spirits. Hello, I'm Jane with Takeaway Chinese. May this auspicious year bring you abundant opportunities. Hi, this is Zhuyun. May you find the hidden dragon in yourself in the year of the Chinese dragon. Be there with me at the chat lounge. Hey guys, this is Gao Junya, host of Climate Watch. This is Li Yunqi with the podcast Deep Dive. I wish the year of the Chinese dragon brings you strength. Strength, courage, and fiery passion. An abundance of good fortune and joy in the Chinese New Year in 2024. Focus, focus on what's relevant in China and the world. Bridge the bridge the gap between what you know and what you want to know. This is the hub. Earlier, I sat down with the Vice President of Bolivia, David Chocawanka, and listened to his perspectives on China, global politics, and the climate. Here's our conversation. The president of a certain country recently, not so long ago, said, and I quote,、um, "Latin America is not America's backyard; it is America's front yard." You know, when we hear such things, what went through your mind? How do you feel about all this? Ningún país Quiere ser patrio trasero de nadie. Ningún país tiene que ser patrio. There was no country that wants to be someone else's backyard. Nor should any country have to be. We must reclaim our identity. We all have cultural roots to which we belong. Only by recognizing our roots can we be truly free. Those who deny their cultural roots are ruled all the time and subjugated all the time. It is very important to find our roots and be proud of our culture, no matter how small our country is. As indigenous people, we have the science. We have the epistemology and we have the methodology. Therefore, we have the science. Science enables us to live in harmony, not only with others but also with nature. Sino vivir en armonía con la naturaleza. Let's talk about the role of China, Mr. Vice President,、uh, which is hotly discussed recently. China's role in Latin America, for example, some call it a neo-colonialist power. How do you feel about it? Mira,、eh, se dice mucho en el mundo. Si dicen tantas cosas por las redes sociales, 
There are a lot of narratives circulating in the world and a lot of rhetoric on social networks. That's why interpersonal communication is very important. Communication and dialogue are essential. There is an old Bolivian saying about the importance of mutual communication. He says our people need dialogue and communication, but not through social networks where pure lies circulate. We need to give value to dialogue and restore the value of words, because this direct way of communication is important rather than just relying on social networks. Only this kind of communication can discern the messages on social networks that have ulterior motives. If we believe in social networks, we are lost. And how would you compare the Chinese approach versus the Western approach, which you previously touched upon? Um, what are the main differences in terms of their foreign policy um, towards countries such as your own, uh, Bolivia? Our constitution calls for the pursuit of a good life, which is not the same as living a better life. We don't want some people to be better off than others. We seek a good life for all. Our constitution advocates a return to the principles of complementarity, respect, balance, consensus, harmony and peace. The world has long been governed by the geopolitics of domination and subordination. And we can point to some shameful achievements of this geopolitical rule, such as wars and famines. In the face of this crisis, Bolivia proposes Gaia politics as an alternative to geopolitics. Gaia is the goddess of the Earth who came to save life and Mother Earth. Today, we suffer the consequences of a geopolitical reality characterized by domination and subordination. And what do we get? Chaos and war. We could use the millions spent on wars to save the planet. What do you think of President Xi Jinping and his vision, his policies for China and also the world? Let's put it this way. China is pivotal. China has the potential to become even stronger. China can stop colonialism if it wants to because it's powerful and technologically advanced. China can use its technology and national strength in various fields, such as scientific research. China can leverage its strength to help the poor, to promote equality in the world, to support justice and to prevent war. China has all these strengths. We have seen the Chinese president speak with great resolve. What would be your expectations um, as vice president to advance these relations? Because we know that when President Evo Morales, the former president, is in power, he's hugely popular in China. He visited China multiple times. And now as uh, you know, a very important uh, person in the current administration, how do you hope to advance these ties further? Mira, tenemos que construir we need to establish a relationship based on mutual respect for each other's sovereignty and build a brotherly friendship. We need to identify the potential of China and Bolivia so that we can take concrete actions to cooperate with each other, showing our people that both countries can work together on many projects and programs. Such collaboration can benefit the people of both countries without affecting the ecology and nature or damaging our environment. Pero sin afectar la naturaleza.
sin destrozar nuestro medio ambiente. Mm -hmm. uh, you talk about complementarity uh, of the two sides uh, in terms of investment and trade. Uh, what are the complementarity that you see uh, between China and Bolivia and the Chinese businesses and companies and the Bolivian consumers and companies? Mira, nosotros somos un país ricos. Bolivia has an abundance of natural resources, such as lithium and rare earth, and we also produce healthy food ingredients. China has a large population and advanced technology, and technology is something we don't have, even though we have natural resources. These are areas where we can explore possibilities for cooperation that will benefit both countries. Finally, anything else you want to say to the Chinese? I want to give a hug to all my brothers and sisters living in China. It's time to build a global brotherhood against the plunderers of nature. It's time to build hope and share our thoughts and our deepest feelings. It's time to open our eyes, open our hearts and defend life. And that will do it for this edition of The Hub on CGTN. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm Wang Guan in Beijing. I'll see you again soon. From Liangjiahe, a village on the barren lowest plateau in northwest China, to Zhongnanhai, the center of China's top leadership in Beijing. Xi Jinping has served in various posts at different levels of the government across China, starting in his early years as a junior village official to governing as China's top leader. What's he like as an individual and as a leader? How have his work experiences from earlier decades been influencing his leadership as the national leader? What are some of the core principles that have guided his decisions and actions? I consider myself a relatively hard-working person. I know very well that people's biggest concerns are education, employment, income. We can't pursue development through destructive methods, depleting the legacies from our ancestors while exhausting the options for our future generations. The Stories of Xi Jinping podcast series shares the life and work experiences of Xi Jinping and explores the formation of his governing principles, philosophy, beliefs, among others. Getting to know Xi's thoughts on national governance and how his leadership took shape may help you better understand China's path, governance and principles. You can follow the Stories of Xi Jinping podcast series on all major podcast platforms, 